This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Rebuild Alabama Act, if you remember, is a gas tax that was passed by the Alabama State Legislature and it was implemented in 2019. Now, 1819 News reporter Caleb Taylor is reporting that $24 million has come in that is above what was expected for this last fiscal year, which ended September 30th. For 2022, the gas tax brought in $344 million. The initial estimates for what that gas tax would bring in was around $320. This is the first year with Alabamians paying the full 10 cent tax that's placed on each gallon that's pumped at a gas station. of that money will go to the State Department of Transportation for infrastructure projects. 25% will go to counties and 8% to towns and municipalities. Well, there is a case out of Alabama that is now in the hands of the U.S. Supreme Court after oral arguments were made last week. The redistricting case was taken to that court by the Alabama Attorney General as an appeal to a lower court's decision regarding the congressional districts here in the state being redrawn according to the racial makeup of the residents. The plaintiffs in this case are seeking to create two congressional districts in the state that have a majority of minority voters in them. Attorney Matt Clark with the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty filed an amicus brief in regards to this case in which he was siding with the state of Alabama. The ACLL asked the Supreme Court justices to consider whether or not the precedents that are being used as they consider this new case were even founded on constitutional principles in the first place. Often the Supreme Court justices are reluctant to completely undo what that same court has ruled on in years prior, and that's what's called precedence. Clark was able to talk with The Daily Detail about this case this week. Uh, From my perspective, though, I was looking at it as a matter of logic, and I'm thinking, you know, I think there's less wiggle room in this case than we think. I think at the end of the day, the problem simply is the court has been doing this wrong for about 40 years. And if, if the court has to choose between upholding its precedents and upholding the Constitution, then their duty is to uphold the Constitution. So uh, we looked the court in the eye and respectfully but boldly told them, you know, your, your precedents are wrong. That's why there's so much confusion in this case, and you need to fix the problems that you've caused. So we hope the court listens. Clark also spoke about the timeline for any type of ruling on this case coming out from the Supreme Court, and he dispelled any rumors that such a ruling would occur before the midterm elections. I, I think it's very, very likely that the Supreme Court knows that uh, Alabama is going to proceed with its electoral map that is already drawn, and they're okay with that. And if they ultimately conclude that we were wrong and we need to redraw them, they'll, they'll order us to redraw them before 2024, but not before 2022. Okay. Tuskegee University is getting $7.9 million to build a biomedical extension to its Carver Research Center. The grant to the university comes from the National Institute of Health as part of a competition that the university entered in order to earn that grant. The new facility will be constructed as a biomedical research building for genomics, health disparity research, as well as cancer research. The facility will be over 8,000 square feet and provide research and health care for the underserved community. Construction is likely to begin in the summer of 2023. Well, another inmate death, this time in Limestone County. The Alabama Department of Corrections says a man convicted of rape and murder was killed by another inmate at the Limestone Correctional Facility. The inmate that was killed has been publicly identified as 34-year-old Clarence Jackson. 
NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace is suspended from taking part in the next race after he intentionally crashed his car into another race car that was being driven by Carl Larson. Officials say this was a form of retaliation. Wallace was lashing out at Larson for a racing move that he made earlier against Wallace in that competition. Wallace even approached Larson after he caused both cars to spin out and started to push and shove Larson. Wallace then claimed that the crash was because his car steering went out and Larson's car happened to be next to him. This occurred at last Sunday's race in Las Vegas. NASCAR officials issued the suspension against Wallace on Wednesday and called his actions both intentional and dangerous. Wallace made national news last year when he claimed he was being racially targeted with a rope tied into a noose that was placed in his car bay at the Talladega Super Speedway. After dozens of FBI agents descended on the state of Alabama, it was then determined that the rope was the garage pool for the door and had been at that speedway since 2019. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a poll by Morning Consult and Politico is revealing some stunning numbers. 90% of Americans in that poll expressed concern over the state of the U.S. economy. 80% said that inflation has and will play a part in how they vote in November in the midterm elections. When it comes to what political party those who were polled trust to fix the current economic situation. 46% trusted Republicans at the congressional level, 37% Democrats. 2005, Americans were part of this latest poll, which was conducted just three weeks away from the elections. President Joe Biden announced the release of 15 million more barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Biden took issue with a reporter who suggested that the timing of this latest decision is still related to the midterm elections. What is your response to Republicans who say you are only doing this SPR release because to help Democrats in the midterms? Where have they been the last four months? That's my response. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, it's three not. weeks before the midterms. Look, it makes sense. I've been doing this for how long now? It's not politically motivated at all. It's motivated to make sure that I continue to push on what I've been pushing on. Last week, the Wall Street Journal reported that Biden asked the country of Saudi Arabia to delay their plan to cut oil production by one month. So rather than start in October, they would start towards the middle of November, which would have been right after the U.S. midterm elections would have already happened. Apparently, the Saudi Arabia oil officials and members of OPEC saw this as a political move from Biden and they refused to comply. The Los Angeles County prosecutor is calling the case he's currently involved in as probably the largest data breach in the United States history. Prosecutor Eric Neff is involved in the case against Connect CEO Eugene Yu and his software company out of Michigan. The company Connect is accused of building a software application for poll workers called Poll Chief and then collecting troves of election data and poll worker information only to store it on servers Located in China, the company also gave administrative privileges to subcontractors who were from China. Neff used the word astounding to describe the amount of data taken from the Los Angeles election districts and were then sent to China. Connect CEO Yu also created a Chinese-based company back in 2005 called Yinwao Yulian Network Technology. On that company's website, Yu wrote about his success with election management solutions in Detroit and U.S. overseas voters. 
That comment has since been removed from the Chinese company's website. True the Vote is a nonprofit organization that first shed light on this data breach. Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips lead that organization and were the ones that notified the FBI about the breach. True the Vote released a statement thanking the L.A. District Attorney for taking action on this information that they provided. The U.S. Supreme Court is being asked to block the student loan forgiveness plan coming from the Biden administration. The request was made to Justice Amy Coney Barrett from organizations within the state of Wisconsin, which is part of the appeals court that she oversees as the Supreme Court justice. The filing for an emergency injunction claims that the action by Joe Biden is unconstitutional and oversteps his powers within the executive branch. This move comes from the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty and the Brown County Taxpayers Association. Another drag queen story out of Texas now is causing the state attorney general there to get involved. Ken Paxton spoke with the Daily Caller after another video was posted by a concerned parent when it comes to a sexually explicit performance that occurred in front of children at an event for all ages in Plano, Texas. Paxton is now calling for the prosecution of that drag queen, saying it was gross and disturbing. Paxton also said the Texas legislature needs to amend the penal code for grossly sexual conduct. Much like the drag queen situation in Huntsville, where the drag queen made sexual innuendo in front of children when he was reading a book about dogs and referred to everyone loving a big bone, this drag queen in Texas put on cat ears with his outlandish costume so he could sing about this. There was a recent debate held by the walkaway movement when it comes to the Democrat Party. This debate was particularly focused about black culture in the U.S. in 2022. And there was a panel of black men and women from both the left and right sides of the political spectrum talking about what is causing the division. Is it the fact that there's true racism here with Americans or is it political manipulation? Shamika Michelle was part of that panel and she addressed the deconstruction of the basic family unit as the reason for this division and ease of manipulation. She also called for America to return to God's order when it comes to the family unit. So, yes, I think that the black community does actually need strong nuclear families, but not because we're black, but because that's the natural order. Amen. Because when God looked at man, he said it's not good for man to be alone. He gave him a woman. He didn't give him a village. He didn't give him the community. He said, be fruitful and multiply to this man and this woman. So it's supposed to be God, husband, wife child and that's the natural order and that's why i think we can see some of the foolishness that we see in the black community because we are out of order and we can make up all of this stuff that sounds good i'm from a single parent home and i'm not somewhere cracked out in the street selling my body however that is not ideal it would have been better for me to be in god's order to have a mother and a father to raise me and that's just what it is you know the effect that it's had we've had women for generations generations now saying that they don't need a man and we have boys that don't want to be one. You're listening to The Daily Detail brought to you by 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. 
I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.